That's why, I mean, in the Superman punch, at least there's some flair to it. There's flair. You come off the rope, you do the whole thing, you jump up in the air, you, you've you got the buildup of the wah, right. and then you come out, then, okay, maybe. But to me, like, just the, I'm just going to shove my thumb in the side of your neck, and now you're out? I don't know. I'm <laughs> not buying it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Sweet Chin Musings. I am your host, the reigning, rarely defending, highly caffeinated champion right? of wrestling podcasts, Mike Mueller. Actually, I'm Mike. on I'm on 36 ounces of Red Bull right now. Hell yeah. Uh, and with me, as always, is my tag team partner in crime, the axe to my smash, Mr. Luke Kudialis. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have uh, another pair of super kicks locked, cocked, and ready to rock your eardrums. So let's get into it, shall we? We shall. On today's episode, we are going to discuss the sudden passing of Jay Briscoe, the hostile takeover of the potential sale of WWE, uh, spearheaded by Vince McMahon, and of course, our predictions for the Royal Rumble event that is happening this Saturday. And before we get into the Royal Rumble, I do want to discuss all the things that are happening off camera because there's a lot of that going on right now it's a segment that we like to call meanwhile back in gorilla because we like to talk about the things that are not happening on screen and of all the things that have happened off screen of course the biggest and the most uh impactful as far as the world at large is the passing of jay briscoe i know that you were much more um aware of the briscoes than i was i'll be honest i've seen three briscoe brothers matches in my life all ftr matches correct the, <laughs> i mean the, they're the, not yes. bad matches to watch like so right I can't knock right for it. no of course but that is my experience with them because right. i was not a ring of honor guy you know i wasn't following them through uh you know jersey or new japan or their time with the bullet club or any of that uh or i don't even know if they were officially with the Bullet Club. But no, their time... No, right. But their time in Ring of Honor involved yeah. with when the Bullet Club was oh, sort was of at big, their peak. Oh, yeah. They were there when Cody... You know, Cody was in Ring yeah. of Honor. You know, that yeah. time. You know. Yeah. So they were they were around for a lot of stuff. Um, and the f- limited exposure that I have to the Briscoe brothers and Jay Briscoe in particular as far as the in-ring work goes is phenomenal. Like, I have right. not a bad thing to say about it, but I don't want to sit here and wax poetic like I know more about his career or anything like that. So I feel like you at least have been following them a little bit longer and aware of them a little bit longer. So just tell me as far as an in-ring performer and a, a professional wrestler and all that stuff, uh, what what Jay Briscoe really represented and what he brought to the table and why this is a death that has been mourned by the entire wrestling community. Yeah, it's really strong, like the amount of outpouring, you know, 
heartfelt to you know like the re- outreach that you know the amount of reach that you know he's touched even like you said never really branching out other than ring of honor or new japan you know and stuff sure. like that you know P- you know the major indies yeah. i guess you would say um i i'm limited on my amount of like matches i've watched you know i've i got to see them live you know like i we were talking about before, you know. Um, what did you see him live? Yeah, at? It was a uh, Ring of Honor. If I want, if I'm not mistaken, it was one of the uh, War of the Worlds. It was okay. with them in New Japan, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'll have to look it up again. But it was when you know it was Briscoes and Bully Ray uh, were trios. It was really cool. I forget like the exact year, but it was one like I have this camera shot of it of the uh, Bully Ray putting one of the guys through a table, and you see one of the Briscoes just like their reaction. It's really good because. It was meant to just be a photo, but right. then I somehow, like, the camera or my phone, whatever, I forget which one at the time, <laughs> it took it as, like, a GIF. Yeah, almost. And yeah. It's like, it a just little looks, mini video. Yeah, and it just looks really cool. I'm going to have to dig it up. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, as far as, like, you know, knowing their his impact and everything, it's it. I learned it more, you know, like I said, having watched a few of their matches, you know, throughout time, you know, you you check in on indies and you hear of you know, different uh tag teams or different, you know, people, and then you, like, look at the history, and you're like, holy shit, you know, yeah, these guys have been here, you know, for so long, and then you also learn there's, like, you know, you mentioned, like, style and everything, like, I knew of the Briscoe, especially their promo style, Mm -hmm. you know, um, just very, like, working man, you know, very, like, blue collar, very, you know, not gonna really watch what I'm saying or anything, but, like, their promo work with FTR, or not even with FTR, they're both just shooting videos back and forth, you know, on Twitter and everything, it's just you could tell, like, yeah, you could tell he's a wrestler. You know, it's yeah. it, you know it's obviously it's you know a promo and everything. Sure, but it's so heartfelt. Yeah, you know, and that's what's really good about you know, like if you go back and run, like their promos, especially for the FTR feud, it's just really good, really and believable, really believable. And then having you know after you know having his day pass, you know, I go down this rabbit hole and like you see, you learn that hey, he won the world title off of Kevin Steen, you know, Kevin Owens. Yeah. You know, that was a big thing. And then, like, they had these big promo of him, you know, when he had to give it up because he was hurt, you know, Kevin Owens comes back and he's like, hey, do the right thing, you know, like, so there's just their history, you know. So yeah. you learn that he's a worker, you know what I'm yeah. saying, in the, in the sense of, like, he's one of the ones that the boys always respect, yeah. you know, or, like, you, he's there, you know, like, you've had mo- like, Another really good, now that I think of it, he had a really good promo against EC3. Um, okay. EC3 came in a ring of honor or whatever, and Jay's Briscoe's promo, you know, EC3's thing is, you know, he, uh, Jay won't shake his hand, or whatever, you know, they, they he won't shake his hand, and they like, Jay's like, you won't even look me at the eye, in the eye when you go to shake my hands. Like, I've shook, in hand, I've shook the hands of, uh, I forget, the, like, two Japanese wrestlers he names right off the front, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Two, and then he's like, I've shook hands with Samoa Joe. Uh, Dan O'Brien, or Brian Dan, you know? He's like, yeah, I'll shake your hand yeah. after I kick your ass. You know, it's just one of those, like, it's like, Can- okay, one, it's like, fuck EC3, so yeah, anyone that's shooting on EC3, you know? But two, it's just like, it's very believable. You know, it's one of those, like, that's... If you're not a fan of their work, you know, like their style or the look or whatever, yeah, you can't tell me that their promos don't get people fired up, right? You know, and that's as an outsider because, like I said, I I knew very little about them mm-hmm. uh, until the last couple months, right? Uh, because of their work with the, with FTR, but it's what I always got was that they were very much like a obviously like they played up their 
for lack of a better term, redneck sort of style. Yeah. And, you know, but in general, more of like that every man kind of working for the people, blue collar yeah. sort of thing. And it was a lot of respect for that. And I, I love anyone that can um, blend the lines of pro wrestling and reality. Right. And it's... Living the gimmick almost. Living the gimmick. Absolutely living the gimmick. And just being fully committed to what you do. And so I have a ton of respect for that. But, you know, there's there's a very specific reason why they were never signed to AEW or to right. WWE. And that's because of homophobic tweets that were put out a decade plus ago. Oh, so it was like 2009? 2000, 2000, there were two specifically that at least I'm referencing. 2011 right. and 2013. Okay. So we're talking 12 years ago and 10 years ago now at this point because we're in... 2023, which is crazy. Um, but I'm going to preface this by saying that people can absolutely change. I believe that to my core. I believe that if you quoted me 10, 15, 20 years ago, there's probably incredibly embarrassing things that I've said that I wish were never put out. But to me, the difference is Jay Brisk was a little bit older. He was 38. I just turned 36. So we're around the same time period. Right. And so when we're looking at 2011, 2013, this to me is not the same thing as like finding a wrestler who was prominent in the 80s and finding something that he said in 1988 that was off local color. paper or something. It was local, local paper and media. was off color. This is in the modern era. Right. And social I, media. Social like, media. You know, and you chose to put these things out yeah. there. You chose to hit send. You chose to hit tweet or whatever it was, and it came out there. This was not caught off guard in a bar after you've had a bunch of drinks. This is not you being 12, 14, 16 years old and being a dumb kid. This is you as a professional choosing to make these statements publicly. Right. And I'm going to give a trigger warning. I'm not. We're not about trigger warnings here. But this is a trigger warning. These are This is off-color commentary. This is not stuff I agree with. But these are two tweets that Jay Briscoe directly said. And I think it's important to put it out there verbatim so we can understand exactly what we're talking about. So in 2011, Jay Briscoe made a quote that said, quote, Damn, there's a lot of fags out in New York today. Hashtag what the fuck. End quote. This was 2011. I don't know what the context was as far as why he said that. It doesn't matter. Um, but, day, like, right? I don't know if it was gay pride. I don't right, know if it was whatever what it was. was. Like but that's what he said word for word. That was in 2011. In 2013, Jay Briscoe said, quote, The Delaware Senate passed a bill yesterday that allows same-sex couples to get married. If that makes you happy, then congratulations. Dot, dot, dot. Try and teach my kids that there's nothing wrong with that, and I'll fucking shoot you. End quote. Since then, he has gone on, to his credit, to own and apologize many, many times for what he said. He is not one of those that's like, I apologize for what I said, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Right. Even up until May of 2022, less than a year ago, this was brought up on a podcast, and he said it was the dumbest, most ignorant, most obnoxious shit I've ever said. I apologize, I'm embarrassed. All that stuff. And I agree that 
people can change, that you can learn from your mistakes. You were brought up in the South. You were indoctrinated in the church. This is probably what you were told throughout your whole life. And I understand that and I get it. But we have not discussed this off camera. And here's the question Hmm. that I'm bringing up to you. I got two questions to you. First one is, if we had a time machine and we went back a month ago when Jay Briscoe was still alive, if we hooked Jay Briscoe up to a lie detector test and said, do you think that it is immoral or wrong for people to be gay? Do you really think, even if him being aware of what he said in the past was wrong, do you really think that he would say no to that and pass? I like that. I, I, I mean, we and we don't know. We don't right, know. No, I don't and know. I'm not that's saying the, that that def- that's a very hard definitive question. You know, um, I would. I guess my like point. To think that he would pass. You know, sure. like, like my hope. But do I? You know, what I'm saying there's like. I don't know, man. I don't want to put like it's really hard to say like yes or no because it's like I don't know the guy. That's sure. the thing. I don't know him sure. on a personal level. Like, hey, yeah, I know for sure he's changed or whatever. Like, I got to take it at face value. Of and course. The only way I can take it at face value is this. He has apologized, you know. Yep. And then you have this outpouring amount of support from many people who are allies. Yeah. Who have been claimed as, you know, deemed allies. And many people in the LBGTQ community have come out and said, hey, you know, I've worked with him. Yes, he was an asshole, you know, before saying that. But, sure. he, you know, he's changed. He's changed. I, I have to take it at face value. That yeah. I believe that he would pass. Do okay. I know for sure definitively? Fuck no. And right. I would be a fool in anyone that does, can say for sure that you don't fucking know. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Unless you're in that man's personal life. Sure. Um, it's just, and I'll tell you, because it's, I mean, it's, you're straight, I'm gay, we're in this world where, where it's, we're coming at it from two different points of view. And... Again, neither of us know him. I take a great amount of uh, weight in the fact that people like Effie and Alley Cat and people that are not just allies, but people that are in the community were great friends of his, great supporters of his. He was supporters of them. I take that to believe that, in general, his outlook on gay people probably definitely changed to a degree. Right. But I also think about the people that I went to high school with that were very openly homophobic and very openly saying negative things about gay people. Oh, and when we went to high school, it was very common to just, like, hey, I'm going to say it. I'm not, this is not, like, my vote, you know. Sure. But, like, it was very common to just say, hey, you're gay, you know, just gay, yeah. gay, fag, fag. Gay, you know, it yeah. It was just, you know, it, it, and you saw my reaction. As soon as you, you know, read the tweets, like, I, it's just one of those, like, you got Fuck. awkward. It, you got awkward. I hate hearing that shit. I don't care who you are. Like, don't fucking talk like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And again, I was a kid. Yeah, hey, you're gay, blah, blah, blah. Not knowing the implication of, like, you know. Sure. But now it's just one of those, like, yeah, it's not cool, you know. So, right. But, but I, and my understanding is, like, if you don't look at back on the shit that you have said or you have done, and if you don't cringe a little bit, you are just a little, then it shows that you haven't grown. Absolutely. Right? If you look back and you're just like, eh, yeah, that shit was funny. And you're like, all right, my yeah, friend, maybe, no, you know. Not cool. Um, so, yeah, yeah like, it, it, do I want to believe that, like, yeah, he's a changed man and believe everything that people are coming out and saying? I hope so. Sure. But then I also know people are people, and they can throw up. They, we're in the business of workers here, so he of course. could, you know, the day he could be working, you know. Yep, but and that's, it's like, I'm I'm not, of course, I'm not, I'm not 
happy that he's dead. I'm not none of that. Nothing even close to that. It was a great tragedy. I respect the hell out of him as a worker. Right. But it's I hope people understand that there is a segment of the population that's going to be like, look, bro, I don't I mean, maybe you've changed. Maybe you haven't. But the fact is, you said what you said at the time. You meant it very clearly. This was not. And this is also it's very important to note that when these tweets were put out, the Briscoes were baby faces because people like to throw the uh the false counter argument of well bully ray and i'm not a bully ray fan but bully ray came out and said fag and said these things and but it's but bully ray is the type of guy that's been saying that shit since you know what i'm saying and like he, he was, talks like that he know? was like, working right he was working he was saying what he was saying in the context of being a heel still in the business as a wrestler but what i'm getting is like i could see i could, like i don't know bully ray but like like having heard bully ray you know go like I could see him like at some point calling someone fag or calling someone gay and you know him meaning you know what I'm saying like using it as a slur. You know? Yeah. Now maybe absolutely. he doesn't do it anymore, but you can't tell me that's not a guy that used to throw that didn't throw that shit around. And definitely like, did, and it's and and whether and I judge him for it. Like it's I'm not a bully Ray fan, and it's for those reasons. So my point in bringing all of this up is, we get to this point, especially in this day and age with social media, where what you choose to say on the internet lives forever. And it sucks because if he truly has changed, again, we've all said things in our past that we would be mortified if they came out in public. And fortunately for most of us, it happened in a day and time before social media. If I saw 13-year-old me running around these days, I would fucking snuff him out. Absolutely. I know the little shit is, you know, like saying dumb shit, you know, like absolutely racist shit, homophobic shit, just insensitive ignorant shit. shit, ignorant, shit I don't know ignorant, about, you know, like that's ignorant. more it is, just yeah. ignorant because a lot ignorant of that is, more than anything is learned, it's yeah. taught, you know, it's not just you don't inherit that, right? Absolutely, like, absolutely. So it's we've got this weird balancing act of being accountable for what you've said now in this day and age for your whole life, right? And then also growing and maturing as a person, and. We don't know where his mind and his heart was at when he passed. We can base it off of the information that we have. And based on that, I would say that he had changed. And he had grown as a person. He learned from his mistakes. And it was what it was in the past. But it's this. so that was thing number one I'm putting you on the spot for. Mm-hmm. Thing number two I'm putting you on the spot for. <laughs> and and it's this is hypothetical. So right. obviously it's whatever. But you, we've talked about it on this podcast. You took major, major offense to what CM Punk had said about specifically Cole Cabana and sharing the Personal, bank account yeah. uh, with his mom and be, like using it as an insult and a dig and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's completely understandable because of the situation that you're in and with your own family life and that it's it's he was using it in almost certainly an out-of-context way to take an unfair dig at someone. If CM Punk came out today and said, because, I mean, to me, that, from what we've talked about, that was scorched earth shit for you. It was pretty, yeah. That, if CM Punk came out today and said, you know what, I was wrong, I apologize, I should never have said those things about Cole Caban and his mom. As someone who has a, who took it personally because of your own relationship in your own life, 
can you see yourself quickly saying, that's okay, I accept your apology, it's all good? No, that would be like the tip of the iceberg. It takes, especially in somebody with steampunk, like his track, his history, Mm -hmm. his track record or Mm -hmm. whatever, as a person he is, actions speak louder than words. Even though his words are very loud and, you know, hold weight. Yeah. You also have to walk the walk. Sure. You can talk the talk, but like if you apologize, that means one, sorry is meaning that one, hey, I made a mistake. Yeah. And two, it won't happen again. Right. And I can't believe an apology from someone like CM Punk, knowing that he may have apologized already before for the same thing. Sure. So it's one of those. Yeah. I'll believe you when it happens, but like, so, thank you for the apology. Yeah. But you gotta show me. So can you understand then? Taking it back to Jay Briscoe, and I and mm-hmm. I think you said that perfectly. Can you understand then, someone like me, who sees you come out in a in Confederate flag? I totally outfit. get it. Like, I've never, you know, right. And I and, like, I'm, and I'm not that like part you of them, defend Jay Briscoe. Like I'm not, not at saying all. that because here's the thing: I can maybe count on the number of hands, you know, Jay Briscoe or you know Briscoe brother matches, you know. That being yeah. said, it's just when I was having looked in on indie wrestling, yeah. you look, you see, like, hey, yeah, these boys were wearing Confederate. Again, you can ask my friend circle. The fucking Civil War lasts, Nirvana lasts longer than the Civil War. Right. You shouldn't be wearing the fucking flag of losers. Like, as a point know? of pride. As a, as point, a point of pride. pride. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's, so, I'll sit here and, you know, blow them off of, yeah. you know, the, the fucking desk for that. Like, get yeah. out of here with that bullshit. You yeah. know, like, no, that that flag don't fly here. So yep. anyone that rocks that gear, especially here in Michigan. Right, like, we'll take a right, flag. You're right. rocking Confederate flag, like you said, oh, it's his, what history? Right. You have, especially you have for you. Cool. Go live with them. Go man. there, yeah. Like, so, yep. trust me, like, I, I don't agree with that. But, yeah. But then again, it's just like... It's just, it's hard, because I felt like, I honestly, I felt like an asshole because of the way that, like, I how, honestly, how, I didn't shed a tear. Mm. I didn't shed a tear. No, and that's fair. I'm like, not, I'm not, I don't, for... I'm not happy that anybody's, I don't right. want that to happen. But it's also, like, it's, I sort of felt, um... All right, let's, we reference Sam Roberts a lot on this podcast. Yeah. I, I think Sam Roberts is brilliant. And Sam Roberts came out and said that it was disgraceful that Time Warner uh, media or whoever is, I don't know if it's Time Warner, I shouldn't say that, but that essentially AEW was told by the parent companies of the stations that they're on, you are not allowed to do a total like tribute right. to Jay Briscoe. And Sam Roberts thought that that was disgraceful on their part because, yeah, he may have said what he said in the past, but we should be able to work past that. He's done what he's had to do to um, to rectify the situation, and he takes ownership of what he said in the past, and all of that's true. But when we talk about, like I said, bringing it back to, like, the way it's affected you personally, the way what CM Punk said, what he said, and you're like, look, I need, your words are not enough. I'm sorry, but like, to the gay community, to a lot of other people, your words are not enough. Right. And I respect the hell out of what he did. Like I said, I we talked about this before we started recording. I've seen three Briscoe Brothers matches in my life. All of them were phenomenal phenomenal matches and I respect the hell out of him as a worker 
But this brings up a very, um, this is more of a meta conversation. This is more outside the ring than I think anything we've ever talked about before. Yeah. But. And I'm here for it. Like, I'm. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and I, and this is something, like I said, we don't talk about a lot on this podcast because that's not what this podcast is about. But I think it is important to bring up where I can respect you and I can appreciate what you've done for the business and for the community. But I am not holding a candle for you. Fair enough. And I it's weird because I feel like an asshole for saying that. I mean, I think you're I think you feel like an asshole because you're worried of the backlash that you may yeah. get for saying it. Yeah. But that doesn't make you an asshole. That just you're just anxious. It's more you're just anxious. You're not an asshole. I feel um, like I get painted as being petty because I'm not willing to forgive what he said ten years ago. But again, to me, there's a very big difference from like, oh, I said that when I was younger in 2011 yeah. versus, oh, I said that when I was younger in 1984. Right, right. That's not the same thing. No, let me, this isn't like a counter or whatever. Yeah, it's throw just, it back, throw more, it back. No, this is just more, not even for Jay personally or, or you know. Specifically, rather, but in general, let's say someone had said that, or even someone like per, you know, a friend of yours, you found out, like you know, from high school, you know, made a tweet like that or whatever. Sure. As a member of the gay community, you know, I'm asking you as a, uh, you know, single straight straight white man. Yeah. Because I don't fuck all about like you know I try to be respectful. You know I. Sure. But then again, you know I. So, is there a path of redemption? For someone, if they say something like, obviously, you know, it starts with, you know, hey, I fucked up. I won't do that again. Yeah. Then what actions can that person take? Because honestly, Absolutely. words only matter so much. Sure. So you're, you're right. Because I'm and sure this the, is something that's come up and not many people fucking talk about. So that's why it's like, you know, like fuck it. We might as well talk about it. Let's you know talk about it. Um, sadly, if I had to give a one word answer, the answer is no. Because That's fair. and it sucks, but it's we can we can all grow and learn. Mm-hmm. We can all grow and learn, and we do. As and long as I learn, I will make mistakes. Absolutely, <laughs> so well said. And it's, it's a it, BC Boys line, so I can't take credit. For whatever, it. it still counts, and it's true. And it's I and I remember. I'm not going to name names, but I remember very specifically watching one of the people I care most about in the world being probably at the time 15 years old answering a question of, do you believe being gay is a choice? And they said, yes. Now, I know for a fact that person doesn't think the same way now. So mm-hmm. I I do know and I believe that people can change their minds and people can do that stuff. But at the same time, I've also never heard that person say anything remotely close to the fact of if you think there's nothing wrong with right. two people being, two gay people being married, I'll shoot you. That is in itself is two, pro- like multiple problems. It's not just like, I mean, it is just like, hey, obviously you have a problem with possibly, you know, gay yeah. marriage. But then it's one of those, you know, you're not going to tell my child. Like, that yeah. whole... I get it, and I have friends that are parents, and I love them to death, but the whole, like... You can't you tell me, can't how, to tell me how to raise my child. tell me how to raise my kid. You can't tell me. No one... Especially if And myself, I can do no wrong. 
that's fine. And most of the parents I know are, are they will admit to you in behind closed doors they are fucking tired, they're stressed, they don't feel they can do this shit. Sure. You know, and that's why I give them moms and dads and you know grandmas and gra- like all the credit in the world. Absolutely. Uh, I guy, couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. That's why I don't have kids. Like, Same. It's part of the reason why I don't. Same. I can't even take care of my own shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Give me somebody else that I constantly yeah. have to worry about. No. And props to that. Right. And and I understand why you in that situation. Like I understand any parent saying like, don't tell me how to raise my own. Fucking right. kid. I but got at it. the same time, when your kid's wilding out and you're not doing anything about it in public, yeah, I'm going to say something to you. I'm going to say something to the kid. You know, because yep. hey, it's in a public space. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Just like if I were and acting is... like an asshole, you know, had my music blaring on the uh, the bus or whatever, yeah. and you'd be like, hey, can you turn it off? Well, no, I'm in my personal space. Fuck off. It's like, I would expect it's you to do the same affecting more than that. Kid, if your kid's being a jerk. And, the, and it's the same thing with, like, again, this is not something that was recorded. A, without his knowledge behind closed mm-hmm. doors in a in a moment of raw I'm tired I haven't slept emotion or out of context you out of recorded, con- there's like, nothing you know out of context about this no it was like you you hit the nail on it you decided to hit send yep you know nobody else was yep. you know and that's hey, why Jay, you sure we want to you know you want me to type this out like you want to you decided hey this is what I want to put out in the fucking this is know, how I'm universe. choosing to represent myself. Right. And that's why, like, when I brought it back to the whole, if we hooked him up to a lie detector, do... All right. Do I think that he truly believed and understood that the way he was thinking in the past was wrong? Yes. Do I believe that he knows that the world is more complicated than what he was brought up to believe and that there isn't this good and evil battle that's so clear-cut yes would i put money again hook him up to a lie detector say do you think being gay is wrong or immoral or unnatural i would not bet that he could say yes and pass it i think that there is something that is inherently within us again with the way that we were brought up and I just don't know if he truly got past that or not. And right. the, and what the real point of all of this is, well, we've been going for a half hour on this. I mean, it's, it's important though. It is a, important. It's a passing of a like the, it, 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 even if you're not a fan of it. Again, like the fact and that I, what, so I, many people tweeted about so many people. Yeah. The fact that WWE. You know, mentioned yeah. on their show. You know, AW like the fact that multiple the fucking uh, uh, Noah uh, in uh, Japan, Japan, like, they, Noah. you know, had a there. It, 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 I did cry a little bit. Like I it, once it realized, once I realized, especially their tradition when they bring the photos out, it's the wrestlers making one last entrance into the ring. You know what I'm saying? Mm, like yeah. that shit. Him. You know, yeah. it's like that sure. kind of because sure. it's like okay, that's a really good tradition. Absolutely, like, one last entrance. You know, it's like the ten. You know, ten. Uh, Bell Salute, whatever, that's cool. But, like, them actually bringing it in, I was like, all right, that, that's cool. Absolutely. Um, and to the counter of it, I do want to say, like, and this was, is one of the things that I speak of to his credit, is a lot of times when people get caught saying something or doing something that they shouldn't do, they put out this blanket apology, mm-hmm. and then they're going to say, I'm not going to talk about it anymore i'm not gonna do it this is i'm sorry and i don't want to talk about it to his credit any time he's been asked about it he has owned it he has apologized 
and he's taken full blame. This is a quote from, it's either March or May, uh, March, March 17, 2022. Okay. He goes, hold on. Jay thanks those fans who know the real what the real Briscoes are all about and goes on to set the record straight about the common misconception that he and Mark that he and Mark are homophobes. He understands that the particular particular label came from when he quote put out a stupid tweet nine years ago end quote referring to the you should be shot right uh, calling it quote the most dumbest immature obnoxious shit I've ever done. Jay stresses that the Briscoes love every one of their fans from all walks of life and merely want to give them the best show that they can put on. He made a point to formally apologize once more for his remarks and understands that while, quote, there are people who look at us like we can't cheer for them because they hate a certain group of people, end quote. He says that the Briscoes aren't defined by hatred, but rather their love for fellow people, and that he thought he'd been, quote, taking a stand, end quote, for his beliefs back in the Bay back in the day that he understands now was wrong. So I get it and I yeah. want to believe it. But my point to all of this is in this day and age from 10 years up until now, up until whenever is we all have to understand and be aware that what we choose to put out and represent ourselves, if you and I blow up tomorrow and become world famous, which probably isn't going to happen. Maybe it will. But someone can take a random clip of this, of anything that we've done over the past six months, and put it out and say, he said this or he right. said that. And it's the truth because we're choosing to put it out there. And we can't deny that what we said was a belief of how we felt at the time. Right. So I was heartbroken when Jay Briscoe died. I think it's a tragedy. I think it's a huge loss of the community. But the one thing that I do want to say is that people like Sam Roberts who are saying that it's a disgrace that Universal Media won't do that. Like, it's like, you have to understand that, like, especially from a corporate standpoint, why on earth would you choose to honor this person who chose to proudly say these things? Right. In the past. My only knock on that, like on Sam Roberts, is, well, two things, I guess. One, it's like, you know, they made their decision. You know, it's their decision yeah. to make, so. And it's know, their money. And it's like, they didn't, it wasn't that they couldn't really say, hey, you can't have a tribute show. It's just sure. it won't be on our televised program, yep. you know. Yep. Um, which, hey, it is what it is. And again, they really had no, Warner has no allegiance to the Briscoes. You know right. What I'm they just, Absolutely not. So, you know, it wasn't like Brody who was there, you know, you know, had the belt and stuff like that. You know, there's way more different of a difference. Um, my only concern is with Warner is you're setting the bar now. Yep. So it, my, my knock against that is didn't they not just have that like slap show yes that Dana with Dana White, White after he and, just got so exposed it's like, Warner, for slapping you're setting his the wife. bar for you know past homophobic tweets which are fucking problematic sure and someone has shown that they're willing to change or have you know right you won't honor them but, but money talks and hey here's Dana White's new slap you in the face show after he literally just slapped his own wife in the face. You know, they heard, you know, so it's like, 
Now do you understand, Warner, why there's a little bit of... It's hypocritical. It, it is. It, it is hypocritical. That's why I say, hey, you you have set the bar. Yep. Because not only did you set it with, hey, we're not going to honor you know this or whatever. Which is fine. Which is fine. But then you also show where your allegiance money talks, bullshit walks. Yep. So... Yep. No, and I... And that, I will be, uh, that will be something, again, if some... God forbids another wrestler pa- tragically passes away, you know, this year or next year. Sure. And Tony Khan and them got to put on another fucking, you know, uh, Soul Toy show. Tribute or, you know, show. A tribute yeah. show. Now, what are you going to do, Warner? Yeah. Go. It's like, yeah, what do you do? You know, do you, if somebody has said something too bad, you know, what like, what is too bad of uh, a tweet or yep. a interview or something to give, you know? Um, and that's where we have to look at from this point forward. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's tough and... It's. I don't blame Warner for doing. No, what I don't hold doing. him in. I don't hold him in the, in the regard that Sam Roberts does of like, how dare you not do this? Right. Again, I get it. I get it. And they maybe they made that decision a long time ago, and they're just like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna stand by our decision. You know, like we this is where we drew the line. And we're gonna stand here. And I'd say but, they absolutely did because otherwise, why were the Briscoes never that, in right. WWE or never or, part of the original AEW? Or that, or like, so when they were having their feud with FTR. It was never, you know, a FTR, or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Briscoe's come to AEW. Yeah, like, it, it was always under the ROH banner. Right, or you'll add a different show, you know, like, yep. so it's one of those, obviously it's something had been said a long time to Tony Khan. Maybe even when they first started, like, hey, they, they gave him a list of, like, no-goes. Yep. Like, these are our no-flying, you know. You, I don't know if you remember, but they teased Brian Kendrick coming out. Yes. And then there was the whole, his he anti- anti-Semitic comments and it just got squashed there's obviously bigger powers at play that always squash that so i'd i again i don't blame aw i don't blame warner i don't blame anything and it it goes to a general jay for i blame jay jay's past self yeah for saying what he said yep that's the only person you can blame yep because again like we harked on it earlier in the segment you know, he decided to hit send. He decided to type it out and hit send. And instead of deleting it right away, like in a moment, like, oh, fuck, maybe I shouldn't have yep. done that or whatever. It stayed. Yep. And he put the work in of, you know, trying to undo what he said and, yeah. you know, everything. That is awesome. But you, I'll give it, like you said, I'll give him credit because he could have hid behind the shame and, you know, hid from it rather. Yeah. He decided to take it head on. You know, like, hey, I said what I said, you know. What more can I do? You know, like, apologize, but he never, hey, I don't want to talk about it, or hey, fuck you. At least yep. my understanding. Yep. You know? He and never tried the, to bury it. Right. And that's about the best you can do, you know, other than really asking the you know, turn around, like, and I think that's one thing more people should have that conversation of, like, let's say, you know, somebody wants to huck me, like, hey, you know, you said this. Then turn around, like, then what should I do? Put them on the spot. Yeah. You'd be like, hey... Okay, you're right. I How can I make How this can I better? Fix it? How can I fix it? And Instead to of, his credit, you know, to his credit, I don't know anything that he could have done that he didn't do right. to rectify the situation. Right. And so for that reason... And I think he did probably... Again, this is all assumption. Mm-hmm. He probably did it the right way. He probably did go to members in the locker room like, hey, what, what what do I do? Do I, you know, is there... People like Effie. People right. that had his back. And possibly Effie came under his wing. Like, hey, I know you're not a bad person. We can yeah. do this or whatever. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll come out later on. But, 
you know, at the end of the day, we're also they're also in the business to make money. So you know, money you know, money settles all scores, right? Also true. So that's why part of me is like, you know what? Maybe he did change. Maybe he didn't. Because yep. again, money makes you you know. So absolutely. Um, now do I agree that those tweets? He had never decided to make those tweets. Would they have? Either been in AEW or uh, WWE at this moment? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, no you doubt. Know? No doubt. Um, no doubt. But like I said, he had to live with it. So. Yep. And his family has to live with it. His, yeah. It, the whole professional, all of that has to live with it. But right. it, it was what it was. And it's, again, and I, I didn't want to bring this up to be like, uh, like I'm, I'm not trying to throw shame on him, but no. I am a big proponent, again, myself included, of... Especially in this day and age when everything is recorded, when everything is put out there through our own volition, we have to own that. Yeah. So to me, it's again, it's just because the guy's dead doesn't mean that he gets a pass for everything he said in the future. But at the same time, that doesn't mean that everything he said in the past damns his legacy right, forever. That's the only thing that he will ever be tied to. Exactly. Him, you know? and, and I don't want to do that. No, I don't no, want to do that. You, I don't get that from you or anything. You know, if anything, like, I'm glad you did bring it up because it's a way to have a discussion about things that I think a lot of people either are afraid to or don't know how to, yeah. you know, or like, or don't have that platform to, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a, you know, you know, your friend uh, is a member of the gay community. You know, yeah. like, I don't look at you like Mike. Oh, that's my gay friend. Is like that's Mike. You know sure. what I'm saying? But I do have to remember. Oh yeah, he. You know, you are a yeah. part of an exclusive club. You know, like so. And our our perspective on this type of situation is very different. Yeah. And that's, so well, that's I think why it's why important. Asked, you know, especially you know myself being a you know a single white male asking a you know single uh, gay male like gay hey. Man. If somebody has said something, like, is there a way? Because I, I'm, you know, like I said, I may have said something and not known it. But right. if somebody comes to me, like, right. I can say, hey, I'm sorry, you know, or anyone that's listening to this or anyone, you know, like, it's, it's, I think it's a discussion that needs to be had because I think we've talked about that before about like a path of redemption. You know, sure. If somebody fucks up, because in this day and age, it's like, if you slight someone, you're done. And this is a, this is someone who can hold a grudge, you know? Like, I have learned to, like, hey, there are certain people that you have to let, you know, they're, uh, like, you get, people have changed, right? Yeah. So there are certain grudges I'll never let go of. You know, that doesn't need to be discussed here, but it, it you learn as time goes, like, okay, hey, like you said, this person changed, it may not have said, meant what they said, or it was a different time, you know? Um, but when it comes to, you know, sexuality or even race, or whatever, like, I, my biggest question is, like, how to be a better ally. You know, yeah. Because I never know, right? Other yeah. than asking someone that's on that side, you know? Because, again, for me, to, as a white, single white male, um, to assume is the worst thing I could do. You know, Word. Like, I'm already under the gun as it is, because it's yeah. like, hey, motherfucker, you, you know, you say one bad thing, like, no, I'm fucking. Now you're so, branded like, that way yeah, for I life. Yeah, I don't want that. I think most people know me. Like I try to, you know, fly under the radar. You know, like keep to myself, but do the best I can for ever, you know, everyone around me. So absolutely, absolutely. It's and I'm glad that we're able to have, the com- have this conversation and talk about it. And it really is. It's one of those things where um, it's weird because it's a shame that like before I made that post on our uh, Facebook page. 
about Jay Briscoe and about him passing away, about how it was such yeah. a tragic loss, because that's all true. And it's I literally found out way after that about all these things that even happened right. way far back in his past. And it's I don't want to hold him like everything that you said and did in your past is defining who you are as a person in the future because you can grow from that you can learn from that and that's absolutely true so i'm glad that we're able to have this conversation and talk about it um and that's and i do want to say like point blank for the record i do believe that he is someone that learned from his past ignorance yeah and um saw things in a different light and grew as a person and as a performer and it's and i don't I have no hatred in my heart. Like I said, there's no like part of me that was like, Jay Briscoe died good. Like there's right. there's none of that. Right. Yeah. There's none of that. Um, but to me, it is important to bring that up because it is we do unfortunately, fortunately or unfortunately, now live in a day and age where everything that you say, everything that you've done for at least the past ten years. Yeah realistically probably like 15 years i mean i'm sure there's still shit on myspace you know that people yeah. have like myspace early days of facebook yeah. those things exist and they define you somebody will dig up your live journal you know and shit like that my like, live journal oh my god yeah that's a know. real thing so it is important and we do understand that like i said he was 38 i'm 36 we're right around the same age it's not like we came from two different worlds right we're in that same environment. But I don't want to make this whole thing about Jay and about sexuality and all that stuff. Uh, let's <laughs> move on. Today, people. My God, we spent 45 minutes on this. Let's move on uh, real quickly. Uh, Vince McMahon, Boo. back in the WWE. Boo this man. Boo this man. Boo him. Uh, Vince McMahon is back. There was talk about how if he wanted to come back, there would more, for lack of a better term, there'd have to be a hostile takeover, and there was. Yeah, they needed at least three people to step down for him and George Barrios and Michelle. I oh, I'm so embarrassed. I can't remember her last name, but there was this core group of three that wanted to step in. Right, and in order for them to step in to control the media production or the possible sale of WWE. We needed to have at least three people step down. One of those people was Stephanie McMahon. And a lot of people were saying, oh, Stephanie McMahon is stepping down. She's jumping ship. She's trying to avoid whatever. I get that. But I got two problems with that. One, if that's really what it was all about, wouldn't Triple H step down too? And two... When Vince McMahon came back, along with Michelle... And with George, they knew three people on the board needed to step down, period. Now, a total of five ended up stepping down, <laughs> which is more than three. I'm no math major, but I think five is greater than three. And one of them hit <laughs> by two. By two. <laughs> Luke's <laughs> holding up two fingers. Uh, so, yeah, Stephanie makes a lot of sense for her to step down. Easy person it was to replace. shocking you know, the timing that yes. was the timing of her stepping down was like and not oh, just the timing shit. but again it's not like the bare minimum step down yeah more 
than the bare minimum step down. Which means regardless of whether it was Stephan what Stephanie thought or not, there were people that are like rats off the Titanic yeah. jumping ship. Yeah, it was, uh, was, I forget the one guy who had stepped down. It was, he had been there, you know, he had done so. It was like, hey, this is going to be, make this successful. And it's like, all right, not even a year and a half later, I'm out. You know, it's just like, that's a little alarming. I know it does happen with sure. this kind of that shuffling of, you know, uh, chairs and everything. Yeah. Which, hey, if you're a worker, always, you know, never tell people like, Never let somebody tell you like, oh, you can't stop at it, you know, stay at a job or whatever. It's like of do course. right by you. Like if there's more money out there to be made, go jump to that other job. There's Absolutely, loyalty is like you look at these CEOs and like these big wigs on LinkedIn and like their profile or Indeed or whatever, you will see that they were only at a job for like a year, year and a half. If so, that. don't let them fucking tell you that oh, you're not loyal because you were jumping from job to job to make more money. They do the same thing. They do that shit. That's how they've been doing it. So make your money. Yeah, that's just my little like. You know, box. (laughs) But it is interesting to see the way it's all playing out. Because let's not forget, and I do want to bring this up, like two years ago, people were talking about, is WWE going to sell someone else right because they're releasing uh, they release like a good 60, you know, over the course. Yeah, they let's let's call it 60. Let's say they release 60 people over the course of three months. And, like, while I get that, what realist, I mean, liberally speaking, what are those 60 people making? My understanding is like a, 12 a, million, 15 million? Yeah, because uh, I think, I forget who it was. Somebody was, somebody I mentioned, like, the lowest average you can get, or like, sure. for a count is like 150,000 or something. Like. Uh, per person well yeah it was like the lowest right uh, contract the minimum for like the minimum you know, tv so you figure you know, it's 60 of those all right so that's nine mil nine mil okay that's is ww and from all accounts wwe is selling for about five to fifteen billion billion nine mil is a drop in the bucket when it comes when it a comes drop to- <laughs> in the bucket so here's my point is when this came out two million or two, two years ago, people were be like, Oh, they're selling the company because they're releasing Chelsea Green and Buddy Murphy right. and all this other shit. Your biggest name was Bray Wyatt at that time. Bray Wyatt at that time, who by the way is already back. So realistically, is this any sort of indication that they were selling the whole time? No. No, to me it's not at all. But with the current situation that we're faced with, I mean, there's no doubt Vince McMahon is doing a literal hostile takeover. He's flaunting his uh, shareholder status and saying, I'm going to do whatever I want. And you got to fall in line. And a lot of people looked at Stephanie McMahon backing out as, uh, oh, here's a sign that she's jumping ship. I don't really see it that way. When we knew that George and Michelle and Vince were coming in, three people had to back out. Right. And if anyone's going to back out for one of them to take their place, Stephanie seems like the most obvious choice. And the fact that Hunter did not also back out, this whole, oh, she's jumping ship because she doesn't, doesn't like what's going on. I'm not buying that. But I am very much now more than ever under the belief that they could be selling. I believe it now, yes, 
more than two years ago, like you said, when, you know, hey, we're, you know, shedding contracts and whatever, getting rid of, you know, trimming the fat or whatever. That was more just shitty business, you know. Sure. Uh, itself. I mean, obviously, you know, it was during the middle of the pandemic, so they were trying to shed some weight. Yeah, I get it. But just how they went about it and everything wasn't the best way, um, especially after turning profits. But that's a whole nother argument. Um, it's, I don't even know, like, where we can say, like, I think it was obvious Stephanie was going to, she was more of a, just a, like a foothold, like she was just holding a spot. Absolutely. Right. She came in after Vince stepped down for that role anyways. I don't think that's really a role she ever wanted. You know? It was Agreed. like, hey, she can fit this role. Yeah. She can do it till we find someone, whether it's Vince, if he's coming back, or somebody else, you know? Yeah. I think she's more invested in, like, one, I know she, they, she's big on some of the charitable stuff. Yeah. Right? And, we, like, the women's, you know, I'm sure she's more worried about that stuff. And they're like, yeah, she probably likes knowing about the inside of like sales and you know knowing the uh, the monthly reports and everything. But does she want to sit there and keep making the decisions? Probably not. She you had know? a great niche role, a great niche role, and it felt like she was sort of forced into this position, right? Where she had to take a more general. It's like, hey, you've been here long enough. You've done, you know, I mean, you may have done, you know, no way around it. Can't do it sure because it needs to be done you know but like it's not again i don't think it was her her heart was in that spot absolutely so for absolutely. that to be the one to step down first or like be the easiest that's a no-brainer sure you know the other two it was just like was it kind of one of those like a either like it or leave it you know as we lose or you know were they willing to just step down like all right fine i'll go do something better like that's the question. You know? It is. And I maybe we'll never get the answer to that. I, I think I'd tell you what I want. I think 10, 12 years from now, Nick Khan's going to be somewhere else and he's going to put out a book. Mm. That would be very telling. Yeah. But until then, I don't know if we're ever going to get a real answer from it. But what we know right now is, for better or worse, Vince McMahon seems to be at least in charge of the media rights or the sale of WWE. There's talk about it going to Universal. There's talk about going to uh, NBC. Yeah, like Disney. Or... Disney has a huge potential. Um, I can't remember the name. Uh, embarrassed. I can't remember the name of the company that owns UFC. Uh, it got in my head. I, I feel I like it know. starts with an E, but I can't remember. Hmm. But anyway, there's a lot of moving parts going on. We don't know what's going to be true or not, but why I'm choosing to bring this up is I want to bring up the point of there's a lot of people who are trying to give pat themselves on the back, Barry Harwood style, <laughs> and say, I told you two years ago that they were selling. And I'm like, look, the fact that they released Buddy Murphy and Chelsea Green yeah. is no indication that they were getting ready to sell their fucking company. The fact that they went from their own network to Peacock, that was more telling of their possibly a sale than them uh, getting rid of, you know, some deadweight contracts. Like, you know, no disrespect to anyone that was released, no. but are is WWE better with or without those that were released? Like, let's be honest. Absolutely. You know? So, and regardless of whether the answer is yes or no, as far as an overall company, that is not even a drop in the bucket. No, no. When you do the math, like I said, I forget. Um, the wrestler was mentioning that, like, you know, that's like the lowest, or you know, at that time, like the contract or whatever. I'll have to yeah. run that back. But it's just one of those like 
yeah, doing the math, it's like, yeah, there's really not a lot. I'm sure they generate that within a few months, you know, like of TV sh- uh, uh, advertisements t-shirt sales or yeah, TV, t-shirt TV sales, advertisements, merchandise, so. ads. Yeah, so like that more than pays for itself. So yeah, yeah, I think I think a lot of people want to make that uh, jump to conclusion. A lot of people want to be right. Sure. Their thing, you know, they don't want to be wrong. They want to be able to do the mental gymnastics to prove that they were right somehow. And they want to be exactly, and they want to be able to say, "See, I was right because I said right. this so long ago." So technically, it, you know, it's like, all right, cool, but until I, you know, there's like a for sale sign up in front of the headquarters in Connecticut or something, like I'm not, they're not yep. for sale, you know. Like, absolutely, absolutely. Here's the thing: we have shown, we've been shown that, like, hey. All right, so if you believe that you read this, this, and this, like they're not for sale. Like, yep. like hey, just because they're releasing wrestlers doesn't mean they're about to sell. Yeah, because they're switching their streaming service. Hey, that's not a telltale sign, you know. So like the only real thing is like you said, follow the money. Yep. When you got board members jumping ship and they're willing to take on different jobs or whatever, you got people coming in. Follow the money. Yep. That should tell you right there. Now we can know? talk about it. Right. You see, you know, they start selling like different amounts of shares or whatever or yep. whatever, shit like that then we can talk yep follow the money people come on now yep no no ip has been released no general great sale of stock or right. shares have been released they still have the video games coming out they're not ending contracts with you know sponsors that they've already yep. had they're not you yep. know, switching to different you know yep. uh sponsors or advertisements or anything like that yep. you know so just Pump the brakes, you know, like they're, you know, there's usually breadcrumbs, you know, when there's stuff like this. It doesn't just suddenly happen. Right, know? right. But I think it's just, it's, we all want something to talk about. So yeah, we try I mean, to jump it's been to a it. very exciting few years, you know, especially like coming out of the pandemic and everything on live wrestling, you know, everyone's back. It's like, yeah, 2022 was a eventful year, you yep. know, so. Yep, yep. All right. Speaking so, of which, we have 2023. We're just getting started. Right. Man. We're just getting started on. And we do, we spent a lot of time talking about stuff happening behind the scenes. Yeah. All that stuff. And that's great. And I, I love that we get to talk about that. But ultimately, we're here to talk about what's happening in front of the camera. And nothing more important is happening in front of the camera besides the Royal Rumble. My personal yes. favorite event of the year, I, I to me, it's, it's better than... WrestleMania, Money in the Bank, anything. I love the Royal Rumble. We get the Royal Rumble this year. It's happening next Saturday in San Antonio. There's a few undercard matches which are exciting, and I want to talk about them first. Uh, First and foremost, we get uh, Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss. It's interesting because Alexa is sort of intertwined with this whole Bray Wyatt storyline. Um... Do you think there's any way we get a shakeup before WrestleMania and Alexa Bliss can win this? Or is this all about Bianca Belair? I don't think this is the moment to take the belt off of Bianca, but it also will be interesting to see who wins the Rumble out of the females group. You know, that kind of dictates that. Like, who may they go after? Um, I think we should hopefully... Get more of a payoff, especially with Alexa in the Bray stuff, because it feels like, especially after Friday, uh, again, you know, Dinaj and I, you know, we had that conversation of like, seems like they really hit the gas pedal on this all of a sudden, you know, like uh, the uh, Uncle Howdy, the Bray Wyatt, like, hey, Firefly uh, uh, Funhouse is back, you know, like, 
Obviously, Alexa needs to be brought in the fold somehow. Will that transpire during this match? Possibly. But I feel, again, dragging out too long, people aren't really going to care. Yeah. You know, you'll care about if the belt or whatever is exchanged, but... You know, you're trying to pull two things at once. You know, you want it's me to care. Act. You want me to care about the champ, you know, because she's a champ. You know, but then obviously you have this character development going on with you know someone who's pursuing the champ. So I got to be invested in both. You got to be able to pay off both. Yep. You know, I so. agree. I agree. To me, this is my lock of the night. Mm. I I think there's no chance that Alexa Bliss leaves here as the champ, just because there's no reason for it. Even if she somehow is able to invite DQ, like I don't think she's gonna get necessarily pinned clean in the middle of the ring. One, two, three. Probably it'll happen, but regardless of whether it does or not, ultimately my bigger point is she is part of a storyline that does not need titles, right? And this extends beyond her, beyond Bray, beyond everything. We don't need titles with this. Uncle Howdy, Bray Wyatt, Fiend, Alexa Bliss storyline. There's so many moving parts. It's so fascinating. And to me, what we need more than all of that leaving this is an air of mystery with Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair remaining champion. Right. You need me to be intrigued enough to care about what Alexa Bliss does yeah. next, but you need to me to keep me respecting Bianca as the champ. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because if we're not going to do that, we should have taken the title off for months ago. Yeah. No, I, I agree that like if we're picking Bianca, like, I think Bianca wins this yep. one for sure. I agree. I agree. Totally. All right. Um, keeping with that Alexa, Uncle Howdy storyline, let's go to the Mountain Dew <laughs> Pitch black match, LA Knight, Bray Wyatt. We don't know exactly what we're getting. It could be a cinematic match. I don't think it's necessarily going to be all smoke and mirrors. Ultimately, especially with what we got earlier tonight with Raw, Triple X, and Undertaker, I think Bray Wyatt's coming out on top here. What do you think? I think so. I mean, it's interesting, you know, having had that play out with um, Undertaker especially. Um, I kind of already had a feeling that Bray would might win anyway just because yeah. um, as long as they, you know, and I don't see LA Knight looking or, like, losing any uh, trajectory if he does lose. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy is over. You know, having sure. seen him at SmackDown, like, his interaction with the crowd was great. Yeah, because you know, he did. They were behind yeah. him. No, we were uh, we were on the side. We were like uh, corner. Um, it would be right hand corner if you were coming out of the ramp. Okay, but it was just cool because his interaction with the crowd. He did the like, yeah, the crowd, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, shut up, and it, like gave them. It was just like the timing was just like perfect. You yeah, know? the dude's just great. So I love him. His, the charisma, and like I definitely see. You know, even if he loses the match, whatever, people will still be behind. Him, you know. Um, now, can I say I'm looking forward to this one? I'm more looking forward to, I want it to be good. But, like, this whole pitch black, and it's a sponsored, you know, it's sponsored by a fucking soft drink. Let us not forget that. Somehow somehow they're going to probably shoehorn some fucking Mountain Dew into this shit. Probably. So, like, 
I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm going to watch it with bated breath, but sure. hopefully, you know, the taste ain't too bad. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm with you. I think a lot of people, especially before tonight, were assuming this was like a slam dunk for Bray Wyatt. Yeah. And I didn't see it as a slam dunk, but given what we're recording this during the time of uh, Raw 30 and Undertaker came out, he was, he more or less helped Bray Wyatt. So with everything that was building into this match, it definitely seems like it's for sure Bray Wyatt. What I'm really curious about is where we go from here. I still feel like we get Uncle Howdy versus Bray. Right. Some sort of variation of that or like yeah. incarnation of that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know where we go. But I before this, I was 50-50 mm-hmm. Bray versus L.A. Because uh, also I think L.A. can benefit more yeah. from a victory. But given everything that we've been told... It seems like this is a Bray Wyatt victory. Yeah. And knowing, having watched Bray, you know, like Swamp Bray and all that shit, like, a man's can't always lose. Yeah. Know, the few, like, yeah, he can win the promo, but he loses the match. The few is like, that's not how this works, guys. Like, it's we history need, repeating. Yeah. So it's almost one of those, like, if you have him lose his yeah. first few back, it's like, oh, wait, are we going right back to the old times? Like, and I don't that's like that. Scary. Yeah, that's scary. That's scary. That's good. not good. Like, it, it'd good. be even worse if Bray's the one that was pitching it. Or, like, would pitch, like, oh, I should lose. So, like, my guy, what are you doing? I don't think he would. I would hope I don't. Not. I don't I think he would. I don't know. That. I don't know. We can't tell. But right? it's going to be interesting. Uh, and before we get to the two Royal Rumble matches, last thing to discuss. I mean, I think on face value it's an obvious decision. But you get Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. Undisputed, WWE, Universal, all the adjectives. Uh, Championship match. I don't think there's any way Kevin Owens wins this. Wins by DQ. But he's not getting the title. No. No, it wouldn't be a trade. Somehow somebody gets involved, whether it's Sammy or it's uh, the Bloodline or somebody. But I can see it. Kevin Owens wins because he finally gets his win over Roman. Sure. You know, because obviously thinking at Mania. Yeah. But it's with the stipulation of like, hey, you know, somebody interfered with Kevin Owens or something. So, Do you think we get a split in the title from this? At Mania, yes. I mean, moving forward. Yes, I do. Okay. I like I that a, idea. I have a fucked up way of, I think, how it might play out. Tell me. Tell me, Luke. Right. We're on cat. We're recording. So if Cody wins the Royal Rumble, okay, which I don't know you're, big we'll on. talk about in a minute. Yeah, I'm all about. Well, the, I'll, I'll, like if Cody wins the Royal Rumble, hear me out. Sami Zayn's gonna win Elimination Chamber, and that's how you're okay. able to get. Or and if the, do you, if so, Sami wins the Royal Rumble, Cody ends up winning Elimination Chamber. So you still do get you, your payoff. So, are you going to go on record right now and say that Roman Reigns does not have... The titles after Mania? No, no, no. Does he not have an Elimination Chamber match? Because who does he face? That's what I'm saying. As of right now, possibly no. Okay. Unless it's maybe a rematch with Kevin Owens or something. Okay. 
So um, if he has anything, it's a Kevin Owens rematch. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just want to. And I know you're really big on possibly having The Rock come back, right? If he comes yeah. back at Mania. Yeah. Yeah. Why not instead of having him? I know everyone like, oh, if he comes back, he's got a chance. He's the one that take the titles off. You can have Sammy beat Roman. You can have Cody beat Roman. Right. Hear me out. At WrestleMania. Yeah. Okay. Because if he's lost, if he wants once, he could lose twice, right? Sure. He's beatable. Sure. That's, you got the belt. Yeah. Off. Yeah. And then you can once you beat him once, it's right. out there. And then yeah. now, okay, hey, now we got the belts off him because we're already talking about splitting up the tag belts, the unification. Right. right? So it's, it's kind of trajectory of like, hey, Sammy, you know, this and Kevin, you know, it, it, the pieces are falling in place of what we discussed months ago. Sure. Why not have instead of the Rock coming out and challenging for the belt because obviously he's not going to be able to wrestle, you know, very. Uh, why not have him challenge? Have him come out and challenge Roman at, for the head of the table, for you know he's the so no title, no title, other than tribal chief. Right, he is cha- like you think you're the tribal chief. No, I'm the tribal chief. And people like the Usos and Afonsica would they be all following. have to they have to decide who right. are they right. Ooh, that's my. That's, I like that. I like that. And it still plays into my earlier of Sami Zayn still walking out, you know, having what? Now, obviously, he didn't do the whole conspiracy and, like, you know, split him up possibly, but he still gets payoff for the work he has done. Sure. And Cody, sure. obviously, you know, if he wins the Rumble or whatever. Because, okay, if especially if Cody wins the Rumble, Sami wins Elimination Chamber. That way, it's in Montreal, he gets his big moment, and you can say, oh my God, my guy's going to fucking Mania, right? Then you could probably, you know. And at Illumination Chamber, do you have Roman facing Kevin Owens in a rematch, or do you have no Roman match? Because if I'm booking it, if I'm, bu- if I'm booking it as Kevin Owens lose, if he wins by DQ at Royal Rumble. Okay. Then he wants a match with Roman at Illumination. At Chamber. Illumination Chamber, so sure. he could try and beat him by sure. himself. Sure. You know. You know, no, somehow no interference. And that sets up the potential for Owens versus Zane at Mania, exactly. if Owens is able to. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. I see you. Well, I guess I that probably not where we get. I don't agree with you, but right. I see you. It's, I got, to me, it's still Romans. 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 Romans and Owens. Roman beating Owens at Royal Rumble. <laughs> Roman going on to Elimination Chamber. And to me, maybe this is a cop-out, but I see the actual Elimination Chamber being built around the IC title. Okay. And it's just a it's just a way to make Walter, Gunter, look great. And the actual chamber itself has... Really nothing to do with the world title in general. Because what I want, personally, is I want Roman to beat Owens at Royal Rumble for the title. I want Sammy to ultimately fall short. We'll get there in the be- in a minute. Right. And then we get to a point at WrestleMania. I don't want to split the titles up. I don't want to do any sort of bloodline... Family feud? No, I don't want that. I want very cleanly Roman versus Cody at night two of WrestleMania for all the gold. 
Mm. All the gold. Okay. And from there, we can split the titles up. He Cody can relinquish one because I see Cody beating Roman. Uh, we can do something even before then with the Elimination Chamber. Maybe. I don't know. But ultimately, I want to head into what I call the new year for wrestling, which is the day after WrestleMania. Yeah. With the bloodline as a whole, Sami Zayn, not part of them. Right. He's been kicked out. And the bloodline has no goal at all. Right. That's how I see it as well. I see them, you know, losing both belts. I mean, it almost is writing on the wall. Four belts, really. Four belts. Right. Two tag titles. And two, yeah. World, no, I see them yeah. losing all the gold. You know, it's that's where I'm at. I can see that as well, because um, it's kind of writing's on the wall of almost like, hey, we're gonna have a tag team tournament for just this one set of belts. Like, it's really odd. that's sus. You know, like that's someone's odd because it's like, sus. why aren't we not okay? Well, we're not gonna have a tournament for the raw belts. Right. And then Judgment Day just gets that shot. Yeah. But then obviously like you guys want to take the belts off of both these guys, so you're you're like feeding double storylines towards it. So unless yep. the unless you're gonna throw everyone off, you're like, nope, bloodline's gonna retain all of them. You're like, fuck you guys. Yep. I I see this with you that by Mania, by you know, Monday after uh, Mania rather, the Raw after Mania, Bloodline has no gold. They have, I'm with you. you know, um, how I we get there, it could be any way, but yeah. I, that is one thing I would and it doesn't I would ha- put money on. Yeah, I agree with you. And it doesn't have to all happen at WrestleMania. But I think by the end of WrestleMania, mm. they're without it all. Yeah. Either way. Um, so we're in agreement on that. Yeah. And how we get there is a little bit up for debate. But let's talk specifically about the Royal Rumble matches. We've talked about the undercard. Um, matches themselves. I'm going to start with the women's match because in my mind, I think that's how this all starts. And to me, the women's side of this is all about Rhea Ripley. Oh, yeah. I see I see Rhea Ripley winning the whole thing, but not only is she going to win the whole thing, the one person that I see as a wrinkle in all this is Raquel Rodriguez. Okay. I think they did a great job of building her up. She lost to Ronda before Ronda lost to Charlotte. So ultimately, if Raquel has a big moment, which I think she will, I think it ultimately leads to her versus Charlotte. Okay. Whether it's backlash, whether we go and hold it off way until SummerSlam, I don't know, but... Well, I don't think Raquel is going to win the Royal Rumble, I think she's going to have the most dominant performance. Okay. Even more so than Rhea Ripley. Because I see Raquel being that person that comes in somewhere between 1 and 10 and lasting the whole way. I'm still predicting Rhea Ripley to win, but I see her more, more coming in toward the back end and cleaning up the scraps. Okay. Because that's the kind of person that she is. So I've got Raquel Rodriguez getting the most eliminations. I'm saying seven. But Rhea Ripley's going to win. The person that I think is going to last the longest time, I really see someone like Candice LeRae 
That's a good one. Yeah, it's yeah. Good one. coming in at one or two and going a long time. And she's going to spend a lot of time on the mat. She's not going to eliminate a lot of people. But she's going to be there for a long time. Right. Uh, the person that I think is going to have the, for lack of a better term, the shortest time in the match, the most inconsequential time, mm-hmm. is going to be... A lot of people are saying people like Xia Lee. I'm still thinking someone who's been there a little bit longer, maybe not with the pedigree of Natalia, but I'm seeing someone like Dana Brooke. Okay. I see her coming in, and people are like, oh yeah, Dana Brooke, I forgot about her. And then someone like Raquel or Rhea or Candace just eliminating her right away. And then the one surprise that I would like to see. People are talking about outside people, like maybe Mickey, Mickey James coming back, or Chelsea Green, or all these things. I think Chelsea Green's too easy of a... I agree. I'll tell you who I want to see, honestly, realistically, more than anybody. We haven't been talking about Naomi. Yeah. And I like the idea of Naomi coming back doing her Kofi spot, right. her female Kofi spot. She's not going to win, but she's going to come in at around like 10, and she's going to make it to like 20. She'll have a solid run. 25, have a good run. We're not going to be thinking about her as the winner, but she's going to have a big moment, and it's going to be fun, and it's going to be exciting. So I think Raquel Rodriguez is going to be in that diesel spot where she gets to eliminate a lot of, for lack of a better term, nobodies, and get like seven eliminations. I see Candice LeRae coming in the first five and making it a long time. But ultimately, this is about Rhea Ripley, who's a dominant force, that has no other ties to any other female storyline, getting to win and getting to straight up face either Charlotte or Bianca Belair. Personally, I see her challenging Bianca at WrestleMania for the title. That's where I'm at. That's fair. That's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, if we're doing the women's, I definitely agree with you that Rhea, like, yeah, I know it's just like the heavy odds favorite. Um, she is. She's one-to-one. She's one-to-one, but if you're looking at the roster, I mean, it's one of the ones that makes the most sense. But, I mean, you have a couple, you know, Asuka is always a threat. Um, You could have, I mean, I don't know what this build-up for Lacey Evans is ever going to go with or turn off to, you know, turn into, rather. Um, I don't see her winning the Rumble, but I could definitely see her making a push. Um, As far as most uh, eliminations for the female, I would probably say, or the women's for the female, uh, it's probably uh, Nikita Lyons. Um, I just think she's going to have a big showing. It's really light when it comes to the women's uh, announced uh, Royal Rumble participants. So we'll see a lot of returns or NXT people, I'm sure. Probably a lot of uh, returning uh, legendary superstars. I'm sure Trish and Beth Phoenix in uh, Molly Holly, you know, the likes of those will definitely show up. So... But as far as like most eliminations, I think it's actually to come from a NXT uh, superstar for the women's, um, unless somebody like uh, what's her name, uh, Nia Jax or something like that co- comes back. But I don't know about that one. Um, as far as longest, I would probably actually say it's gonna be Liv. I don't think she's gonna win because obviously you know it's gonna be Rhea. And I had to bet. But I could definitely see Liv having a really strong showing and trying to go the distance just to make 
you know, it believable that she could win because of all the women there, you're going to need um, that underdog, you know, that person that people are going to want re- uh, to root for. So I would definitely say she would go the longest. Um, as far as shortest, I don't know. Maybe a legendary or a uh, NXT person, but I can't really say that they're going to do, you know, someone dirty, like, it wouldn't really be fair for, you know, the seven announced people. Then, obviously, you have, you know, 23 uh, coming back, you know, right. the, the legendaries, whatever. Um, so, I got a feeling that's that would have to fall to, like, a... If it's the shortest for a female, it's going to be... It should be a few minutes. It shouldn't be, like, in the men's where it's, like, a giving one in, one out, you know? I agree. But that is hard to pick, like, who is actually going to be the shortest. Right. You know? Um, so that's why I'm thinking it's, it'll be like a a legend, a legend coming back or a sure. NXT person. But which yeah. one I couldn't pick. Um, and as far as like surprise, it could be like a Kelly Kelly. It could or, be or Molly yeah. Holly or Molly, you know, like someone yeah. of that. Um, as far as biggest surprise, I, I I mean I don't know if she's. It'd be cool to see Beth Phoenix in there. Yeah, you know she had a great I, run a, great, a couple years right, ago. Was a, in there in Arizona I think or was it? Houston. It was, yeah. I think it was the um, Houston Rumble. She had a great, you know, that one's always cool. Um, it's, it's hard to say because other than Naomi, right? That's like... That, I mean, one. and that's where I'm you at. Know, that's where my head's at, is Naomi. Yeah, and I think that's the logical one because, unfortunately, there's really no signings right now. Like, right. Know, in the Indies, that you're like, oh, shit, this person might be, you know. Yeah, yeah. So... And, and then, I feel... And there are, there are NXT people. I mean, Mandy Rose just got fired. Right. But, I mean, you think, like, like Gigi Dolan. Right. And you think, like, uh, uh, Roxy, or Roxanne Perez, as she's now known as, um, could easily come in and do that. But, like, it, it would really be... To me, it would be really sad to see them come up and then just get thrown out right away. Right. Like, if we're going to do that, why are we bringing them up at all? Yeah. Uh, I, I can see Dewdrop coming back. You know, she's yeah, well, off, I mean, you know, to, kinda... to my knowledge, she's only been off camera because of, like, Visa shit right. and Greek card shit. So, so I don't know where that would be at. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. Hey, welcome back more than anything, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, to me, it's... Ultimately, it's Rhea winning it. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. And then, because, yeah, I don't know who else other than, like, let's say Bailey or, or somebody, you know. like Right, and and you can never count out Bailey, but no. it's to me. So here's where I'm at, like, with that. The overall, to me, my overall thought on the Rumble is we still got, like, we got Bailey and Becky doing this feud, which mm-hmm. I personally I don't really like. But they're doing this feud. You've got Candice LeRae, who's fighting with Dakota and Neo, and they're doing their whole thing. You do have Raquel. You do have Liv as the underdog. You have Asuka, where you never know what she's going to do. But to me, the person that's going to win the Rumble is going to be someone who is built up strong, but is not tied down to any other feud or anything like that. And that's where we get Rhea ultimately coming out on top. And it only makes Judgment Day stronger, having a belt. You know, especially if the woman they need of the group a belt. has a belt. They need a belt. it's like, oh shit, like they all kind of look to her. You yep. know, like, and I said months ago, by WrestleMania, yeah. they will have a belt, yeah. if not more. And Rhea makes a lot of sense. Uh, as far as the men's goes... <laughs> 
Ah, dude. I mean, I've been on Cody from the beginning. Right. I'm going to stick with it. I really wish they didn't announce him. Yeah. If you were going to announce it, like, it, it should have been, like... Like the week before? Even during the pre-show or something. Yeah. Like, Holy shit, you would never believe who's here, you know. Then Cody comes in, he's What's like, he doing here? Cody comes in, and he's like, hey. He goes up to trips. he's like, hey, I'm medically cleared. I want number one. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, just give me number one. Yeah. And Trips is like, uh, you know, something like, are you sure? You know, like, really? This is for... Give me number one. Yeah. And then or Trip get signs... me in. And he's yeah, like, and all Trip I got signs is it. number one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Nobody took number one. He's like, I'll take it. Yeah. Like, something like that would have been so much better. And it gives your fucking pre-show some actual credibility as well. Right. You know, here's, the reason than... to, here's the reason to join Peacock. Yeah. Because you're not getting it anywhere else. Right. You know, and yep. that, or even as social media, because, hey, holy shit, you know, obviously you know what's going to happen. Twitter, you know, oh my god, co- you know, have the limo pulling up, and it's just like a... Who is it? Who is it? Like, that would have been so much more in- enticing than, by the way, we all knew he was coming, it's like... We spent four weeks promoting right. him. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know that. I much would have rather if you guys, in, like, I know he's going to be there, but how is he going to get there? And like, yep. it's like, him showing up either at SmackDown or, you know, the day of Royal Rumble, I'm like, look, here are my papers. Yep. You know, I'm finally yep. clear. Sign the fucking papers, put me in. You know? Yep. That would have been so much, like, more goosebumps. Like, you can see, like... You're t- talking about it right now, you got goosebumps. So, like, that would be way better than, oh, hey, by the way. Yeah, I feel like it, it. I feel like this got botched a little. I mean, I've been, literally, since he showed up at WrestleMania a year ago, I've been saying, this is building to next year's WrestleMania, and... I see him winning the Rumble, and he got injured and all that stuff along the way, but it really broke my heart that they just telegraphed it so much. Yeah. I'm not going to back off of it. I still think Cody Rhodes is ultimately going to win, but there is still a lot of things. I think even with that, there's going to be a big surprise. A lot of people are talking about Rock, but then they just came out with this thing saying that he's not going to be in wrestling shape, which... if you want to throw people off the scent, that's the way to do it. Yeah. So I don't know if he's going to be there easy, now. You know, like, it's almost too it's easy. It's almost reverse psychology, reverse, reverse psychology. Double reverse, right. exactly. It's psychology 101, oh my God. I still think that if we're going to do anything with the, the Rock, regardless of how it takes place, if this night is all about Cody, which I think it's going to be, save the Rock, even if it's just the Raw after. Okay. Or a SmackDown, or two weeks, or after Elimination Chamber. It doesn't matter. But we don't need, to me, we don't need The Rock at the Royal Rumble. And I don't think we're going to get it. I see Cody being the star of all of this, but I still see a chance to highlight a few other people. First person I see it being a chance to highlight is Gunther. I actually got Gunther having the most eliminations in this match. I see him coming in around like 9 or 10 Staying till the end, he's going to come in till 9 or 10, and he's going to be there till number 30 comes out. Nice. He's going to eliminate a lot of people. I'm seeing, I'm going to call it 7. Seven's my magic number. That's what I call the diesel number. Cause that's that's what, like that sets the bar. Yeah, okay. that's what Diesel did in 94, and he was the first big that's person legit. to do that. I don't think it's going to be all in a row. I see him eliminating two here, two there, right. three there. Being one of the guys to help eliminate another one of the big guys. I see know, him eliminating like Omas, being like the okay. guy, like, like maybe two guys got Omas on the corner. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Gunther the final, comes. Yep, yeah. yep. He's the big push at the end. 
I see him maybe even, because he and Braun had a big match, I see him maybe eliminating Braun clean. That'd be good. Like, one-on-one, just, like, straight up lifting him up and throwing him over. Making him look really good. I think he's going to be the unsung hero of this. Maybe he makes it till final six or seven. I don't see him being in that final four, but he's going to get a lot of eliminations. I'm going to say he's got seven. Obviously... Since Cody Rhodes was pre-announced, I think he's got to come in at one or two. I got him coming in at two because I think I want to see him in Seth start. And if we're going to have him in Seth start, it makes more sense for me to have Seth be number one. So we get to go, oh, right. oh, 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 and do that whole thing. And then we get to pop and Especially if people are going to pop because once Seth comes out, you, there's always the anticipation, right? If you don't know who number one is, there's always, oh my God, who is it be? So you want to get the crowd amped up and it's somebody they can sing along with or whatever that's perfect right because what better way than yes. you know the ego monagal you know uh but we love him we love him you hate to love him right yep so, you hate to, exactly we hate to love seth and we hate that when that music comes out we have to cheer right and i am not a seth rollins fan I am a Seth Rollins fan in the sense that I respect the hell out of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not rooting for Seth to win most of of his matches. But when he comes out, I'm singing along. Yeah, I'm obligated. But if Cody comes out number one, and then Seth comes out number two, all my energy to me is spent with Cody. So I like the idea of Seth coming out number one. I get to go, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then Cody comes out, and I get to go, Ah, yeah. it's Cody Rhodes, and then we get to go from there. Right, that's it, where I. It also picks right up where they left off of a hey, you know, we this is where you know, so why Picking not back up from the summer? Right, why yeah. not have it? You yeah, know, one of those two guys. I really wish, though, I do. I gotta say, I wish that Cody was a total surprise. Yeah, and he came in at thirty, but now that we know he's in it. You can't save him for 30. No, especially with the entrance and stuff. Like, yeah. You know, that, that is itself is longer than a minute. So you'd be like, hey, man, other guy's already coming down. Like, what the hell? Right. It's so. got, to me, it had to be one, two, or 30. Yeah. And now that we've announced it, to me, he's got to be one or two. I like Seth at one. I like Cody at two. Yeah, I dig that. I don't know who I would see at 30. Tell you, if Big E came back, that, 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 that would be that's great. That's my surprise. Like That's you your know, surprise? Yeah. If he came, I see like, Braun Baker, Breaker being Breaker? my surprise, but not as a number 30. Big no. E would be a great Big number 30. Big E would be a great one, and it's one of those, you, a lot of people, you know, it's... it's and at 30? Right. Because you, you get to go, oh shit, oh, maybe shit, he will. He could, yeah. Um, and it's a feel good. Um, totally. Total feel good. I think the obvious... Arguably better than Cody. Yeah. Really? Well, no, because you like you knew Cody was coming back. Where right. Biggie is like you'd never know. Exactly. Um, exactly. I think Randy Orton would be a big surprise to come back. I can see Randy um, coming back. He'd be later. He'd be twenty to thirty. Yeah, he would get a few eliminations. You know, especially if some uh, like yeah. people that are contenders for to win the Rumble. Yeah. Um. As far as yeah, I would say Biggie would be my surprise, like the one I want the most. Yeah. Um. I'm still going with Braun just because right, I, I like the lineage. Yeah. But, and I got to say, like... Who's your shortest for the men's? Who do you think is going to have the... So where I'm at... So to me, ultimately, we need to get to Rey Mysterio versus Dom at WrestleMania. Yeah. I see that being like midway through night one of WrestleMania. Whether it's Dom 
or more realistically, probably someone like Karrion Cross. I really see Ray coming into a big pop and, oh my God, he's going to do this. And then, honestly, rather unceremoniously, just because of where he's at in his career, yeah. he can just put people over. Either Dom or, more realistically, Karrion Cross throws him out. We get Cross versus Mysterio mm-hmm. at Elimination Chamber. Dom comes into play, and that leads us to Dom versus Mysterio. But I like I, I don't I don't like to say this because I have an insane amount of respect yeah. for Rey Mysterio. But I see Rey Mysterio lasting like twenty seconds, and just getting dumped out. Goes ahead of six one nine on someone that's already in position. He hits he a six one nine, and he goes woo, and then crosses in the ring yeah. and just throws him out. Right. That's where I'm at. I don't know. That or he, uh, he goes ahead and Dom just pushes it like when he's yeah. like on the right, he just pushes yep. you know or something yep. or like pulls the ropes. Yep, just distracted, yeah. unceremonious. I dig it. I I see it more. He's somewhere. got nothing else to prove. Right. And that's why I'm kind of leaning our truth, maybe. Yeah. Just because you know, really been there forever. Been there forever. You know, doesn't really need to. Oh my God, our truth eliminates someone. You know, he could come in. Can I tell you the only reason why I don't think it's our truth? Sure. Only because, because I, I agree with you. He doesn't. Art. He's not going to eliminate anybody. Yeah. He's not going to do anything great. He'll eliminate himself if he eliminates anyone. Yes. <laughs> and I see that alone being a one minute process. Where he what does he, his little dance. Yeah. Maybe he imagines little Jimmy again right. he and comes does out something. And he does one thing like, oh man, like you realize, like, I don't want to, you know, this ain't my yeah. fight. And he just jumps out. You yeah. Know, or something. Like, I, I don't know. I just realistically, like, I see it as being like a Ray comes in and immediately gets thrown out. Yeah. yeah. Versus our truth, like, does his song and dance. Right. And unceremoniously, unceremoniously gets thrown out. But for whatever reason, it just takes longer. Right. I don't know. But I like that idea of our truth. Yeah. I like that. Uh, I agree. Is with that you. your pick? Yeah, that's my pick for All that right. one. For shortest, and I agree. Yeah, for sure. For longest, I, Cody. Yeah, it makes sense for him. Whether he or wins or not, he's right. probably coming in at one or two. I, if you're, if you are giving us vignettes and like you know return packages that he's coming, why would you do that only to put him at the very end? I agree. You know, at thirty. I right? agree. Because um, we know it's coming. Yeah. Right. The element of surprise is gone. Right. Um, and as far as most eliminations, yeah. I'm actually going to say Carrying Cross for that one. I like that. Um, I think if anyone needs like a strong showing, especially the few that he's already in, and you know what he's trying to establish, yeah, you know, having the most eliminations uh, in the Royal Rumble this year would definitely strengthen you know his resume. Sure. Um, and there's enough people like Ricochet and Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio that need a Kiritazawa, yeah. our truth. He can dump all of them out where it doesn't like hurt the overall product, right. but he, he gets can his numbers up. Team, you know, or something like he that. can you know, eliminate or, Alpha Academy. Right, right. Yep. They're, like they're going to try and take out Omas, and he just dumps all three. All of them. three of them. So yep. Them, yep. You know, yep. Uh, so where do you, where do you got Cross at? Because I got Gunther at seven. Like finishing seventh overall. No, no, no. Like, oh, and seven out. eliminations. Oh, uh, you I got mean, Cross at where six, seven, like ten. S- Man, I'd say six and a hook if I had to, you know, like if I were like laying the line, like yeah, uh, I would, I would want to say, I would I'm say saying six Gunther and a half. at seven. 
You got him at six and a half? Because yeah. half counts. I would say six and a half. Half counts. Yeah. Oh, you got Cross at six and a half. Yeah. I got Gunther at seven. Because this is one of those, like, like you say, is, is he going to hit that diesel line? Or is it like just enough where it's respectable? Like, oh, yeah. shit. You know, like. Yeah. But do I see anyone really having that, like. Because who had the most? Was it Kane that had the most? Or was it. Had Kane's the- at. Well, technically. Let's talk 30-man Royal Rumble. 30-man Kane is at 11 in 2001. I don't think anyone's touching that. I agree. Braun had 14, but that was the 50-man Rumble in Saudi, which doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, the real mark is Kane Kane with 11 in 2001. I don't think that would be tough. No, I don't think anyone's touching 11. Like I said, 7 at most. 7 was Diesel uh, in 94, and that was like the original mark. Like I said, I'll say six and a half just because I can see him getting like a halfy with somebody. Yeah, you know, like with other people. people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a bunch of people get a half. Right. Yeah. So that's my that would be my picks for I those. dig it. I dig it. I dig it. But so then, question. Oh, in my heart, Sammy Zane's winning this son of a bitch. I love yeah, it. And he was like, I am convinced. After being at that live show on Friday and like just, there's something about the atmosphere and just seeing like, I want my man to win. I, I love it. I say that with my whole chest. I want Sami Zayn to win. Like, that is my pick. So you got Sam, obviously, so then you got Sami and Roman at WrestleMania. Yep. How does the Rumble end? How does Sami win? Who does he take out at the end? I, it would, it, oh God, it's, it's a good question. Like, would it, if they're in the Rumble, would it somehow be great? Like, if you were to eliminate Jay or somebody, like somebody on the bloodline? But then, like, what if he eliminates Cody? Because everyone thinks it's going to be Cody, and then holy shit, it's Sami Zayn. You know, yeah. like, I'll tell you, I got, I'll tell you, I got Cody and Sami in the final. Yeah, two. your final two. But I got Cody ultimately. So here's, I don't want Sami to be like number twenty eight. Yeah. I want Sami to be like number five, yeah. and we're looking at. We're looking at Cody and Seth the whole way, and then we get Sammy, we get Solo. I don't even want the Usos in it. Right. But I want all this stuff going on, and then ultimately what I see happening is we get, like, Cody, Sammy, Seth, and Solo in, like, our final four. And I see a situation in which, like, Cody and Sammy are fighting... And Solo and Seth are fighting, and they're in different corners. And then Sammy gets Cody down, and he sees Solo's about to go over the end by Seth. And then Sammy comes in, and really what he's trying to do is save Solo. Right. It's very Hulk Hogan 1989, (laughs) where he's trying to eliminate Bad News Brown, but he ends up eliminating Bad News Brown and Macho Man. Right, right, right. And I see that being the same way where, like, Sammy's like, I'm just trying to save Solo and eliminate Seth, but I end up I eliminating... I can't do both. Yeah, like, I can't... And I do both right, by accident. Right, right. I un- yeah. By accident. I eliminate them both. And so then there's... And now Sammy is struggling where it's... Because what Sammy wanted was him and Solo versus Cody. Right. But now he doesn't have that, and he's struggling internally, and he knows what's waiting for him in the back... With Roman being disappointed in him. Right. And they've both been in there forever. I don't want Sammy coming in at 28 or 29 yeah, like and being fresh. fresh. Yeah. I want them both exhausted. Yeah, I want a grizzled, like, Yes, I want they him, like, both you know, went through a war. But because he also went through this mental war that Cody didn't have to go through, 
He's distracted. Cody eliminates him. Cody wins. And to me, I love the idea of Sammy going out last. Mm. And for no justifiable reason, Roman holding that against him. Right. And being like, this is why you don't get to go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at. Right, I'm, I dig it. I just, I want that feel good of like, my man has put work in since, you know, well before WrestleMania last year and everything. Like, I want that payoff. Like, and he may For not get years. it. But, you know, it's just one of those, like, ah, oh, man, it, wouldn't it be great? You know, and like, but it's, I think a lot of it is having these two belts, you know, like the yeah. unification and everything. It's like, yeah. how do we split that? How do we, you know. I feel like we got to split them up eventually. I think so. And I think this is the time, especially going into WrestleMania, because it's like, all right, you had a great run, you know, and everything. Like, unless you're just going to keep it going. Question. Can you see a scenario where maybe Roman does not defend the title at Elimination Chamber? Mm -hmm. Cody wins at the Rumble. And you can flip these. Yeah. But since Elimination Chamber is happening in Montreal, I see Cody winning at the Rumble, Sammy winning at Elimination Chamber, and then Roman has to defend each title individually... Maybe night one against Sammy and night two against yes, Cody. Perfect. That's how I would love it. And does he lose both of them? Does he if lose I'm one of them? To finally, I mean, to finally get the belt out, yes. Because what other way, like... And, okay, so... Because which one does he drop then? Does, does he drop the Universal or does he drop the World title? I mean, I think he's got whatever is defended on night two. Right. Okay. I think Because I can't see him losing night one and then winning night two. That doesn't right, make sense. Right, right, right. To me, he's either got to lose both, win both, or lose... Or win night one and lose night two. Right. And I don't know which way it goes. If I'm bugging it, he loses both. I'm with you. Um, I agree. But, like, who is it? You know, like I said, in my heart, I think Cody gets one and I think Sammy gets one. And I'd love to see we go from there, maybe do a Cody, Seth, Roman triple threat. And then we get Sammy. I I mean, I still think Sammy, Jay, KO have their own thing. Good. I can see it going a lot of ways. There's, yeah, there's a lot of moving pieces and they yeah. definitely uh, they can follow certain ways. Um, because you always get Kevin Owens finally, you know, hey, Sammy, you know what? Like, I think he's got one you more got world something, title You got something him. I've want. you know, like, how about you and I have one more, you know? Like, and I've been telling you for months and months and you ignored me. Right. So, I mean, I always see that. Yeah, like I said, Cody, he's one, I'm sure will be a, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, you know, like have an open channel, you know. A, a fighting hey, champ. Fighting champ, thank you. Yep. You know, so I'm sure it'll totally. be right away, like who, you know, on Monday when, you know, he's, Giving his, you know, whole spiel, like, hey, you know, yep. I finally won one, you know, and the Rose and- family finally won one and all that good stuff. It'll be who's not, you know, and like, God forbid, it's fucking Goldberg. But, you know, obviously he will need to have someone step sure. up, you know. He's still got unfinished business with Seth, even though he's beat Seth many times. Right. But they ended with injury. I mean, a guy like Karrion Cross could always step, you know, step up. Absolutely. You know, like it right after go the Rumble, you know, like Rumble showing and stuff. So. I do got to say, though, ultimately, I think by the end of night two of WrestleMania, the bloodline. Mm-hmm. Is for lack of a better term, disbanded, Being and, and they have, sure. and they have no titles. Yeah, Uso, Usos have no titles. Roman has no titles. Makes sense. And yeah. what happens with Solo and Roman moving forward? Who knows? But I, that's where I got it going. If I had to put money down right now, 
I'd say by the end of night two of WrestleMania, the bloodline, hmm. whether Sammy's included or not, the bloodline holds no titles. That's where I'm at. I dig it. Yep. Yep. So. It's gonna be interesting though. Yeah, it's I'm gonna looking forward to Saturday. Like it looks like that like the train is in motion and like, all right, let's see what stations they pull into. For know? sure, for sure. And hopefully all the other outside shit that's going on yeah. doesn't come into play as far as creative. We don't know, but right. we can only go with the information that we have. And up until this point, I, I think it's a pretty safe bet that where we're going is what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I don't see a rocking of the boat unless it's one of those, hey, I'm doing this because I need, you know, um, we're selling, so I got to, it, it wouldn't make sense. You know, I it would just you. It wouldn't make good for a good sale to nope. do like suddenly, hey, this guy's out, I'm in, now who wants to deal? You know, right. just... So. I, I think we got a pretty clear picture. I'm excited for it. It's interesting to see where it's going to happen. We're definitely going to come back. Maybe we'll even do, I can't guarantee it, but maybe we'll do a, a live reaction. Uh, be, I'm down for that. It at the Rumble. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And see where it's going from there. But it's been very exciting. Uh, Luke, can't thank you enough. I know yeah. it's been a few weeks since we've been uh, doing a recording. Is there anything else before we get out of here that you want to talk about? No, I'm good, man. I just appreciate people giving us the time, you know, listening to us uh, shoot the shit about, you know, this uh, crazy uh, sports entertainment that we enjoy. So Absolutely. And thank you all. Like I said, I know this is a little bit... Uh, heavier of a episode than we normally have but i do feel like it's important to put the stuff out there from a layman perspective and Mm. just a general person and of course we really this podcast is all about just having fun and talking about what's happening the stuff we talk about in general like when we're together and everything it It should be you know so you shouldn't be afraid to talk about it on a platform that you have you know if you get the whole thing and then it's like hey well i thought this was a wrestling show right absolutely to sit there and not acknowledge it would be shameful in itself i would agree and i hope we didn't turn anybody off if we did turn you off you've probably already turn the podcast off yeah but regardless uh no way come back right please i mean if you want to uh, but either way, I'm glad that we were able to experience this with you. Right. As always, reach out to us, Sweet Chin Musings, on uh, uh, Facebook. It's still, if you're going to email me, it's uh, closetchampionpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up. Let us know. Um, until next time, he is Luke. I am Mike. Thank you so much for listening to us. And until next time, hey, Johnny, go ahead and hit that outro music. Hmm.